Hey everybody, um, it's Sam. Uh, it's a shame I have to jump in here and add this disclaimer post-release, but I just remembered that this was even a conversation that we had. Adam actually reminded me because um, he listened to it first when it came out. Um, but once the episode starts, we immediately start discussing Ant-Man in our pre-roll um, and praising Jonathan Majors uh, pretty heavy, which is a little weird given everything that happened. Um, I just want to let you know this episode was recorded weeks before his assault accusations came to light, and Adam and I both wanted to take a sec to say um, that the discussion we had isn't and wasn't an endorsement of his behavior in any way. We hope that all the truths in the case come to light. Uh, we hope the justice is served, and we unequivocally, unequivocally, I think that's how you say that word, uh, stand against domestic violence in all of its forms. Um, and that's it. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the show because it's basically a fever dream, and yeah. Here you go. Mwah. Kisses. Love you. Bye. But you went and saw Quantumania, didn't you? Yeah, I did. How was it? Oh, God. It's the first Marvel movie in a really long time that I saw where I walked out of it. And I was just like, huh? After. You walked out after. Yeah, I didn't okay. walk out of the movie. Right. I've never yeah. walked out of an MC movie. Like it, I've, it, it's 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 a good it's it's a good movie. Like it's not bad. Like I wouldn't say like any of them are bad, but like it's sure. it's the first one in 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 several years where I was just like, hmm, because it was a little like corny. Like which which I guess you kind of expect out of yeah, like Paul Rudd and Ant-Man a little bit, but right. But it was like it was just like I don't know. The dialogue felt kind of stilted. The actress I got. Um, to play his daughter doesn't know how to emote with her face. Sure. Um, um, got, Jonathan Majors yeah, my boy. was incredible. Cutie. He was incredible. And he's going to be great in other stuff. <laughs> sure. And that's like, I've, I've never seen a Creed movie. I wasn't a Rocky fan. Like I watched mm-hmm. Rocky one and just found it to be fucking so long. So I never cared about anything else that came after that. Same with Rambo. Um, but then you put Jonathan Majors in Creed three, and I'm like, motherfucker. I saw an article today about because by the time this episode comes out, Creed three will have been out, and I will have seen it already, and will have probably really liked it. Um, I read an article today. It was the first review I've seen of it. I didn't read the article; I just read the headline because I want to go in relatively blind because I love the Creed movies. But um, um, it said that it. For Michael B. Jordan's first directorial debut, he did a really good job. Oh no! And it shit. reminded him. It reminded him more of uh, more of Cape Fear than Rocky, which is wow, intriguing. That's crazy. Which I really, really like that description of it. Yeah. So I'm excited. Like I read a bit of the IGN review where it's like Jonathan Majors plays a character from his past. And it's like he never wants to come to terms with that. So I could I can maybe see an element of. I didn't realize that he directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, oh. the first two were directed by God. I can't remember his Ryan. Um, Was it Ryan Coogler. Ryan Ryan Coogler. Coogler. Yeah, he he directed the first yeah. two. Um, um, but uh, he he wasn't available for this one. So uh, so Michael B is made his directorial debut with this one Damn. and people are saying good things about it, which I'm very stoked about. Yeah. I've seen good reviews. I just, I don't know box. Like, I don't know boxing movies, you know, me and sports, you don't. there's, there's more to it than just boxing. You should, you really should. Um, you should, uh, um, 
you should watch the first two before you see Creed three because they're sure. very they're very good movies. Like they're like like they're I don't know like it's more than it's more than boxing to me in a way. Like you you'll you'll enjoy them. You'll you'll enjoy them. I think. So but, Ryan Coogler went from Fruitvale Station to Creed to the two Black Panther movies. Who directed the second mm-hmm. Creed? Uh, Ryan Coogler. He no. directed the first two. No, he produced he the second one. Who directed Creed 2? Stephen oh, Cable. Capel Jr. Capel Cable? Cable. Oh. He directed The Land, which is a movie I've never heard of, Creed 2, and he is directing Transformers Rise of the Beast, which I really want to see. It's going to be a disaster, but I fucking yeah. love the Transformers movies. I didn't so. see the last one. I, which we, was the last one? Was, was the last one Bumblebee? We saw No, we saw Bumblebee. I didn't watch the Marky Mark one. Was that the last? No, that wasn't the last one. That was the one before was Bumblebee. Was I think that? the last Transformers movie was, was Bumblebee. Was Bumblebee. Okay, so I... Yeah. Yeah, we saw Bumblebee. I did not see The Last Guardian. And I've heard, like, Sam Witwicky's um, dead. I have no fucking idea, Whip-wicky. dude. I also didn't see the Marky Mark one. Uh, I'm just really excited about this one because it's the fucking... Beast Wars. It's the fucking the, beast. The yeah. In it. Jesus. And it's got fucking Optimus Primal in it. It's got fucking and Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. No Cheetor shit. is in this bitch. Ron Perlman is up. Op- Peter Cullen's back as Optimus Prime as he should oh. be. Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. It's fucking it's fucking uh, fucking great. Yeah. Wheel Jack's in it. Fucking Air Razor's in it. And it's Michelle Yeoh's Air Razor. Like oh, it's fucking great. Rhinox is in it. Fucking Cheetor is in it. Like, it's going to be fucking great. They already have one slated for July 19th, 2024. Another Transformers fucking, movie. Fucking good. Are you... Are you people okay? Are we fine now? We did this like a <laughs> decade and a half ago. Anthony Ramos. Oh, the dude from Hamilton's in this one. I forgot. Yeah. Wow. Peter Dinklage. Pete Davidson, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude. Jesus. John DiMaggio. Toby, uh, oh, fuck, I, I, it's Wigway, I think is how you pronounce it, but he's a that rapper. He's a very good rapper, but he's in he's in it. John DiMaggio just kills me, like, of, of Bender or Marcus Phoenix fame, depending on how your <laughs> life went. Like, scratch one grub. Like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, shall we introduce yeah this? i guess like, mute the mic and introduce this back as we record i'm probably gonna have to cut out a lot of that pre-roll because it's nine we've been recording for nine minutes <laughs> all right hang on real quick just gotta find the right time break yourself full mute yourself Are you fucking like eating Girl Scout cookies? I'm eating jelly beans, Jesus motherfucker. Christ. Hurry up. I'm doing the damn thing right now. It's a bag of Starburst jelly beans. What the fuck? Are there orange ones? Have you never had Starburst? Yeah, there are orange ones. I want you to mail them all to me. 
just go to a fucking grocery store. Like they, it's Easter time. That's why they're existing. There may be one two blocks away from me, but I will not do that. Oh, that's your problem. Dylan's. That's not my problem. Hey, hello, friends. Welcome to Adam and Sam at the Disco. Uh, come on in, take a seat, grab your Starburst jelly beans. Uh, just when you come in with them, just don't forget to close the goddamn door because the sound of you chewing is going to get let out and Adam's going to come after you like the tricks rabbit. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm Adam. Did you forget that you had to say your name again, even though I just said my name? No, I, I was trying and to did decide the how fantastical did I want to go. You've had the last like 15 seconds to figure it out and you had to figure it out right when you were supposed okay. to speak up. Let's look at 52 states in 15 seconds. Do you really think Christ, I can um, get anything in 15 no. seconds? I don't think you can. I, I think you could. But the more I know you and the more we do this fucking show, the less faith I have in you to do anything. You know, when you have to open acceptable. the task manager on your computer, that's what it's like to get me to execute. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. You have to open it up as a threat first. And then if it starts working, then you're good. But then you have to fucking throw the pillow over it and end task to get it to do anything. Yeah, I had an incorrect execution. Oh, OK. Also, I'm going to, I just want to do a hot take right now. Hot take. And I think this is actually potentially a hot take. I think that Easter is the best time for candy. I think so. The Reese's egg is fucking top tier. The Reese's, the Reese's egg you've got, which, which I'll give because during the other seasons, they have like the Christmas, the Reese's Christmas yeah. tree and the Reese's pumpkin, which are functionally the same thing. So I, I will. That, that's a wash. I get that. But like there's all different kinds of chocolate and there's all different kinds of like extra things that you just don't really see. All the different jelly beans come out of the woodwork from all the different like candy companies. Jelly beans are fucking incredible. Like jelly beans are. So I don't good. know, man. I just think it's, it's just a really solid time for candy. And I just think that people like I think people are. They're so busy, focused on, ooh, Halloween, ooh, uh, yeah. fucking Christmas, ooh, Valentine's Day. No, nobody talks about Easter enough. I, I, I think, think that I think that Halloween is great for chocolate lovers, but if you're a person who likes not other types of candy, <laughs> yeah, not chocolate, then fucking Easter's tops. Yeah. Which I love chocolate, don't get me wrong, but like I can only eat so much chocolate. You know, I want the fucking sugar. I want the pure sugar jelly beans. I want the Starburst jelly beans. That's what I want. I feel like Easter comes with too much of a preamble on two sides. So like with Easter, you feel obligated that you have to go hide eggs and all that weird shit. Die eggs, die eggs, hide eggs, throw eggs away. And then there's definitely the super religious overtone of it. Not that Christmas Mm -hmm. doesn't have it, but I don't know. There's a lot of preamble around Easter. (laughs) You don't, you literally, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Easter, about Easter's, as my Mexican ancestors would say. Here's the thing about Easter's is that you don't have to participate in any of it to eat the candy, my guy. That's true. But remember the reason for the season. Nobody says that around Easter. Why? Nobody, because it's about, <laughs> it's about how Jesus got murdered and came back as a zombie. <laughs> Happy zombie nobody, Jesus day. Nobody wants to focus too heavily on that part. Oh, come on. Even though that's the part, even though that's the part that's more important. 
Like, yeah, he, he was born. Yeah. Great. Literally the whole point of his existence is to die and come back so that our sins are forgiven. You know what I mean? That's right. It's basic understanding. That's why everybody at Applebee's has that tramp stamp that says, if you don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. Everybody at Applebee's? All of them. All of them. That's why I don't go there, because I don't have it. Yeah, they check it at the door. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) They don't have a coat checker. They have a tattoo checker. They have a a QR code version. Yeah. They scan you like the fucking Last of Us to see if you're infected. (laughs) And then when you walk in, they're like fucking idiocracy, and they're like, why come no tattoo? Jesus Christ. Um, uh, literally. How? <laughs> oh, wow. Love it. It's just circle. like, a, that's just like a, a, just like a, like a, 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 a default response. I, I say when I laugh like a lot, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Turns out, turns out, turns out we were talking about it. Anyway, this is a podcast about panic of the disco. If you can fucking believe it, it's not, we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus. Uh, tickets are still we're recording this at the same day as we recorded the last one so tickets are still as low as $38 for Panic at the Disco Live Um, uh, but as you're hearing this episode Panic at the Disco is I I would imagine officially no more because the last uh, concert in the European tour for uh, Viva Las Vengeance happened last week last past Friday and um, yeah that was it so what the fuck as I as we're, I said we're, several episodes ago, and now it's actually befitting of the of the sentence. We are a retro music podcast. We are a retro music podcast, and I think give me one moment to determine the. Um, oh, we're like because if I we're one day off from this hitting its fifteenth, right? No, we no that okay. Next week's episode, I'm pretty sure, is the the 15th uh, anniversary. We're pretty off. So we're fine. We will bring it up when it happens. We'll persevere. I'm pretty sure, right? Because now I need to look. Now I need to open up because it came out March 21st, 2008. Let me open up Anchor because and look at the calendar because let's see. Do you know what I'm seeing came out on the 28th? Then fucking when the day of the night came out on the 7th. This is Pasta Cheval, which we'll get into in a second. It's the 14th. And next week is Piano Knows Something I Don't Know, which will come out on the 21st, which is the 15th anniversary. Pretty odd. Yeah, we're good. Man, I fucked that entire math up. It was last week was the anniversary. I just completely skipped over two whole episodes that we hadn't published yet. So... Sorry about that. We do talk about it next week as if it happened that week, which is not the case. It happened last week as you're listening to this. And nobody's nerfed, you know? Fuck. Enjoy. Wow. Sweet. That was a lot of mental gymnastics. Anyway, as I said, we are about to get into track number nine, Paz Nine. Nine. Kind 
Can I tell you, I really fucking love the vibe of this song. It's so and upbeat. It's, it's my the way that it, the 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 way, and you'll I'll I'll play the obviously play the beginning in a minute, in a minute but I call it my, oh. my 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 giddy up buckaroo song. Yeah, because it's like it's very much like a like a. We'll talk about it in a second. I just love. I just want to. I just wanted to throw it out there. This is my giddy up buckaroo song. I like it. I like it. It's a hell of a follow up to what we just like right. Because it's not as like. <laughs> It's not as chill. It's a little bit more in your face, which I yeah. dig. It's not. Um, it's it's not like whiplashy though. No, 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 no. Like I don't. I I didn't feel like it came out of like. Well, actually, it did kind of come out a little bit out of nowhere because I don't think any of the songs on this track yet have kind of sounded like this. But I also, it also wasn't as whiplashy as going from the first half of Fever to the second half of Fever. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. There's no side A, side B feeling to this. Right, right, right. It just kind of is just another song, which is great. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, so, I mean, the credits are, oh, interesting. The credits produced by Rob Mathis, written by Ryan Ross. There's no boys on this one. It's just credited as Ryan Ross. Um, although the background vocals are still Ryan, John, and Spencer. Peter Cobb, mixed, mixing engineer, drums, Spencer Smith, keyboards, Ryan Ross, Brendan Urie, and Rob Mathis, bass guitar, John Walker, lead guitar, Ryan Ross, rhythm guitar, Brendan Urie, lead vocals, Brendan Urie, recorded at Studio of the Palms and Abbey Road Studios. There's no interpolations. Tags are still rock, pop, rock, and baroque pop. I Dirty pop. Skitty up, pop. I don't. Bob, well, all right, Bob, let me say that. You brought that up. That is like my favorite in sync song and it's not it's only because song. justin timberlake tries his shitty beatboxing like <laughs> fucking jesus i don't understand i know you like that dirty pop 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 oh all right great love it I, I don't see well, how this Why you want to try to classify the types of things we do? <laughs> We're just fine doing what we like. Can you say the same for yes. you? <laughs> Start feeling all around me and I'm going to People can choose it. It doesn't matter. But the car I drive with the ice around my neck. It doesn't matter. But you recognize that it's just about respect. It doesn't matter. But the clothes are webbing, where I go and why? Why? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me another one because I gotta, because I gotta finish it. I gotta finish the, the, the bridge. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Hang on. Oh, what are you? you oh. Are you okay? No. What happened? Uh, dirty pop. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Do you did you know? Do you know where the the name InSync came from? Where where they cl- where they claim the name InSync came from? Where is it at? So, um, InSync. Hold on. Let me. I want to make sure that I have this have this 
completely right. So in sync, obviously, is a play on the term in sync. But I remember reading this in a magazine when I was a kid that the origin of their name came from um, uh, the last letters of their first names. Um, so, which is, which is really, really stupid. And you're going to see, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see why. So you've got Justin N of their, of their um, first names of their first names. Just, okay. just go, just, I, just, yeah, just roll I've, with me. Just I've roll, just roll seen with me. Just roll. Falling apart. <laughs> just, just roll with me here. You've yep. got, you've got Justin N cool. You've got Chris S cool. You've got Joey Y cool. You've got JC. There's the C cool. Mm-hmm. Lance ends with Lance, an E. Lance. Lance ends. Lance ends with an E. And you know what this? And I'm not. I'm, I'm legit. I'm legitimately recalling this from my memory right now. I don't have a page open. I'm literally just recalling this from what I read in this magazine about them. The oh. N comes from your your. This is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. So Lance's name isn't even Lance. It's his middle name. His name is James, um, which still also doesn't help. By no. the way, because it ends with another S. So the magazine claimed that Lance's nickname <laughs> was Lanston. What and they the took fuck? the and they took the N from the end of his nickname Lanston. So where's Justin? Justin is the is the is the original N. The original. Justin is J- Justin is the first N. It's it, it, if you look at the letters of InSync, it's 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 Justin, Chris, Joey, Lance, and JC. That's the order that they're in. But except for the second N is supposed to be Lance, and he uses the nickname Lanston. They claim his nickname was Lanston. And and, and let me tell you something. <laughs> uh if you look on Lance Bass's Wikipedia page, you type in the term, you type in the word Lanston. Uh, that is not, uh, that is not a, yeah, yeah, that is not. I, a, I, I am so confused on how that works. <laughs> <laughs> the Lanston. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I am now, I am now. Oh, so this was retconned in the magazine. So Lance wasn't in the group originally. So InSync created their name after Justin Timberlake's mother commented on how InSync the group's singing voices were. Oh, the group's name is also playing the last letter of each of their initial members' names. So Lance wasn't originally in the group. There was a guy in the group his ori- who was their original uh, bass singer. His name is Jason Galasso. So you've got Justin, Chris, Joey, Jason, and JC, and that's in sync. Oh my god! But then, but then, then Jason dropped out because he wasn't uh, uh, a. He said he was not fond of the group's musical direction. Claimed being a teen idol was never a goal of his. Um, And in need of a bass singer, the group auditioned several people without success. um, And his vocal coach suggested uh, uh, Lance, and so. They claimed in this. They then claimed in this magazine that Lance's nickname was he was nicknamed Lanston, Lanston. so they could keep the name in sync. <laughs> wow! 
<laughs> so fucking stupid. Oh my god. Okay. You know he probably hates about- telling that story. Probably. Like god, Lance that's so- Sephiroth. <laughs> the original. The literally the original <laughs> Sephiroth. Lanston. James Lanston Bass was the first person to ever do a voice for Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. Lance Bass was the original Sephiroth, and nobody can take that away from him. So, um, no. Jesus Christ! Because Advent anyway, Children came after Panic at the Disco, right? Yeah, Advent Children no, did come after. Hold on, let me let me double, let me double check the King Kingdom Hearts came out in two thousand five, um, and I know that from my heart because it's you know it's what it is um when did no fuck kingdom hearts is 2002 what am i talking about kingdom hearts 2, two is 2005 and then advent um, children was like was it no i think so um let me see advent children sephiroth 2005 yeah so yeah the original sephiroth was lance bass by um three years wow what a fucking what a fucking journey for him we have been recording for yeah. a really fucking long time and have only talked about <laughs> in sync so can we please talk about panic of the disco right, my let's god talk about this fucking song we've already done the credits <laughs> we've already done yeah, the tags yep yeah, yeah. right, we've already done the ticket prices so let's yeah, you, talk you about just, just play the song <laughs> yeah so here's verse one in the pre-chorus Does this song come across to you as a little bit confident, as a little bit cocky, as a little bit sassy? Oh, do you mean just the way that he starts out with the fucking oh, like, yes, it is. Oh, oh, I was already a part of her. I couldn't, I couldn't, she couldn't let me go. Yeah. And people just can't deal with me because I'm so great. That's what it's come across. This comes yeah. across like. So we'll just sing it for them. Like, they're, they're nothing. Those plebs. Yeah. They can't, they, they can't get a hold of this. We're, we're, um, we're going to do it for them. So, so Paz de Cheval is a friend. And I'm, I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly in the, in the true I fucking French. know I didn't. Paz de, yeah. Paz de Cheval is a French term for a misstep or a mistake. It translates literally to no horse. Um, no cap, um, no cap, no horse, no cap. Um, so, so yeah, so they're, 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 I guess the, the mistake is what they're like, they're not, they're not getting it. They're not in vogue. They're not understanding him right now. So we're just going to do it for them. Like you guys are useless. We're going to do it for you. We're going to make them see, we're going to sing it for you where you're, yeah, basically you're, you're going to see. Is that? I feel like that's a. Is that a tight read on the situation to you? Does that make sense? I think that's enough of one. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think I really like. I I kind of 
like it as a follow-up to Day Met the Night, specifically because it does in that way kind of feel like an A-B. Like, like this is what happened. Like, the first was just such, like, this, like, 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 kind of tender, timid love. And this is, like, him after that happened. Yeah. Like, the summer fling is over, and now he's like, oh, uh, I was already part of her, and she couldn't let me go. Yeah. You know? They just don't. The, she, she just didn't get me. She didn't fucking- get me. Genius annotation says Ryan tells listeners that a girl, presumably an ex, didn't realize how lucky she was to have him. Wow. I'm, I, and the thoughts of what could have been and the memories they made together will haunt her forever. That's a little. This isn't uncommon for those who meet Ryan. Like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> fuck. All right. Wow. Ryan, Ryan wrote this song in 2010 and send it back through time to himself so he could write it and give it to Brendan. Cause he wrote it about Brendan after they broke up. Yeah. He fucking Ryan, wrote it. He Ryan wrote it. Is real and the government knows it. Right. Right. And he wrote it now and sent it back in time to, well, you know, after right. the band disbanded. <laughs> there is a quote from, before we get into the rest of the song, we're getting to the chorus. There's a quote here from John Hawker. Um, Ryan and I came home one night. I was living with him while we were recording and we ended up writing a whole song that was a bunch of different parts. And this song is probably about half of that song. We mixed up some parts and redid some parts. And as we started playing it with the rest of the guys, it turned into this. Well, okay. I yeah, it's it was interesting then that the credits only give credit to Ryan Ross. <laughs> right. Cause John very clearly, according to that quote, yeah. wrote that wrote part of it at least maybe maybe like the half that he wrote didn't make it into the song probably (laughs) um oh we can i'm gonna actually read the um read the read part of the about annotation because it's more about the pas de cheval can be translated cheval can be translated from french to mean leg of the horse and is also a move in ballet named for its resemblance to how a horse pulls in its leg before kicking it out both of these meanings can be tied to the saying get off your high horse which is said to people who act like they're better than others like the speaker so this is kind of like this is kind of like um what we've already been talking about the song is apparently is, is according to this annotation is narrated by a narcissist who believes he is a significant influence on the lives of everyone around him. Um, which is kind of where we were going, going, going with it anyway. So I can dig that. I Um, do like the steady drum underneath everything. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 my, like again, like I love the way, cause like you will have heard it. Cause I played it. It's like, it's my buck. It's my giddy up buckaroo song. It's just so like, ah, it's bouncy. It's bouncy. And I love it. It's like fabric softener, baby. It's it's like the it, it's like the King of the Hill song, the King of the Hill theme song. Yep. Yeah, it's Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I like the drum underneath it. I love. I thank you. I just love how bouncy it is. It's just very. It's just incredibly bouncy. Yes, it's it's bouncy. Bounce, 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 bounce. Um, shall we talk about the chorus? Yeah. Play it. Let's talk about the chorus. Let's let's play the chorus. Which 
Which is really just even more fucking high head bullshit, right? It's incredibly from this this person. Yeah, it's it's incredibly narcissistic. Imagine knowing me. It's 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 literally this guy going. Listen, knowing me is the greatest thing you'll ever know. Yeah, but you're never gonna know until you get if until you get here, and who knows what you have to do to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's very very high headed, very like oh look at me, I'm the most important creature on this planet. Very much. You would like to get into the rock, <laughs> but I am. Yeah, the you would. You would like to, but you can't. I am Richard Grieco. Can me the Roxbury? Right, not you. Did you not did you you. touch? Did you touch my ace? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you. This probably explains a lot about the person I am today. I watched that movie on VHS a lot when I was a kid. Sure. Sure. That does make a little bit more sense. Um, um, Shall we move? Do do you have any more to say about this fucking asshole? No, it's it's just this person. It is always. Yes, it has always struck me as a very narcissistic line. Fun, fun chorus, mm-hmm. narcissistic line. <laughs> <laughs> um, verse two. So we, we, uh, yeah, verse two. Let's play verse two. Slow, be walking to the world. Give your feet a chance. They'll do all the thinking. Toast high until they find less pathetic wine. Until they get a better plan, then we'll just drink it for them. Yeah, we'll just drink it for them. Till they get a better plan. So we'll just drink it for them. Yeah, we'll just drink it. This again, it's just more fucking digs at whoever the fuck is listening. It's just like look, the the peasants will walk. We'll we'll do something. We'll like move slowly and we'll 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 like give your let your we're gonna find they they drink terrible wine and it's pathetic and they'll get we'll we'll just toast for them until until they find better wine and we have the better wine and we're gonna drink it for them instead of instead of them That's right I didn't come here to terrible. fucking drink Merlot. <laughs> they're drinking two but buck like, chuck and we're out here drinking fucking Sauvignon Blanc. I only drink Pinot. Pinot Grigio. Ah. The, uh, the f- French champagne noted for its excellence. Beginning of verse two, though, with yeah. the 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 punch of slow. Yeah. Slowly, like ugh, <laughs> there's a lot of emotions there, and I just didn't know how to put them all into words. Because I would I- like you to try. Well, as we've discussed, I'm I'm working on an obsolete laptop, so I'm like I have the song sure. on YouTube on the laptop, which I'm surprised it can actually do. And then Genius pulled up on my phone because for some reason Genius on the laptop just says I don't know what lyrics are and takes me to the sure. about information. So it's fantastic. Ah, perfect. As a person, well, who, I just love how kind of like well, go ahead. As a person who as a person as, who as a person what? who whose multitasking skills sometimes especially whilst talking just falls apart. Mm. I was going to say, what do you mean? You people, (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean? God. Um, 
But it's just such like a snobby line, right? Because it, it's very, it strikes us like somebody who, so it strikes us in like talking to somebody who has now like, is very recently entered the inner circle quote. Yes. And they're walking and they're like trying to like walk to get somewhere like they normally would. And he's just like, ah, slow. Yeah. The peasants walk. We, we ride on chariots or we get yeah. driven places. You don't have the strut nor swagger. Right. Your feet will do all the thinking. You just have to like, you have to let them do it. No, leave, leave it over here. Whatever. Get out of here. It's just like, it's just very snobby. It's just very like high, like again, highfalutin, it is which highfalutin. is a phrase. Oh, I love the phrase highfalutin. Can I tell you? Yeah. People need to use the term highfalutin a little bit more than they currently do. Well, you know what? I can tell you that's maybe the uh, difference between the Midwest and the uh, Pacific Northwest. Maybe. Because <laughs> in the Midwest, it might right, be we, a, we still say highfalutin. That's very and true. When it's we say highfalutin, I, we refer to like a steakhouse where the menu yeah, prices like, are above thirty dollars. <laughs> fucking oh, wow! That you're you're going to fucking Longhorn for dinner? That's highfalutin, yeah. are you? That's highfalutin. If you go into Longhorn, imagine fucking going to Ruth's Chris. Isn't that's that's a fucking entire different stratosphere of highfalutin. Used to like going back to you know going to TGI Fridays back in the day. Now mm-hmm. I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're getting a steak bitch. at Applebee's. Very highfalutin of yeah. you. If it's not getting on the two for twenty, nope, not on the two for twenty. Then it's not for me. I'm just a normal person. I'm just a normal working class boy. You're out here doing those highfalutin, highfalutin T-bone steaks. Too much. You got you got that wagyu. You highfalutin some bitch. Yeah, wagyu. High well, wagyu is fucking way bigger than highfalutin. I think personally, wagyu is high highfalutin. High 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 highfalutin. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after this, uh, after this, like snobby preamble about drinking the wine, for, drinking the better wine for them because they drink fucking. Fucking two buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. Yeah, they're not drinking um, fucking Carlo Rusi fucking gallons of wine. <laughs> fucking, I'm. I hold on. I, I'm. Let me see here. Are you okay? I just typed. No, I'm good. I just typed in Google. Expensive wine, and now on WineSearcher.com, it's telling me the fifty <laughs> most expensive wines. So we're playing a game now, Adam. Guess what? This is the most derailed episode of this podcast, I think, ever, which is insane to me. Um, I'm going to read you the top 10. This is the world's top 50 most expensive wines. I don't know when this was published, but it might be a running thing. I'm going to read you the name of the top 10. I'm going to start with number 10 and go backwards. And you have to guess how expensive they are. Okay. Yeah. Um. The, the the average price of this wine. So all, all the averages combined. Number 10 is Leroy Domaine d'Auvernay Mazis Chambertin Grand Cru Côté de Nuits from France. It's a red. What would you say the average price of the Leroy is? All right, let's go ahead and establish this now at the beginning. Is it above mm-hmm. it, All of these, it, the, the minimum, the okay. the minimum for this is ten thousand dollars. Holy average, fuck! Average, okay. average. So the, the minimum. minimum line. So the, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, just to give you an idea, I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Number twenty is a Leroy. Number twenty is ten thousand two hundred twenty nine dollars average. Jeez, ass. 
So number 10 is a red Leroy. Leroy Domaine d'Avernay Mazis Chambertin Grand Cru Côté de Nuit from France. What would you say the average price of this red, red Leroy is? All right. The average price of this red Leroy is... <laughs> let's go fucking $100,000. No, no, no. Okay, way less. Good. Uh, I had to establish yeah, a ceiling at least. Yeah. The right. so even the number one, the at so the average price of even the number one is way less than a hundred thousand, thankfully. The average price, mind you. I'm gonna tell you the max prices when we when when we get the average. All right, let's get to Jesus. Sixty nine thousand. Because of course sixty nine thousand. No, so okay, so I'm gonna give you number ten, and this will hopefully help you establish a baseline. Number ten. The average is thirteen thousand four hundred sixty-five for, the, for this red red Leroy. So, in um, this, if if the minimum is ten thousand mm-hmm. and the maximum is thirteen thousand, no, that's not the maximum. That's the number ten. I'll, okay, here's I'll make it easy for you. The ten through one is so obviously you've got the minimum price, the minimum average minimum for this list max. of top ten. Minimum is thirteen thousand four hundred sixty-five. We've got that for number ten. Maximum, I'm going to give you sixty thousand for average. All right, that's maximum. It could be anywhere below that. So number nine is another red. It's Domaine Georges and Christophe Rumier, Echezo Grand Cru, Côte d'Ivoire, France. Last one was thirteen four hundred sixty-five. Let's mm-hmm. go with fourteen thousand eight hundred and forty-two dollars. Um, it's a so closer than your last several guesses. It's it's less than that. <laughs> it is thirteen thousand six hundred and eighty. So it's an incremental jump. Oh, that's bullshit. Hundred. I know, I know, but you got some ideas. So mind you, the the number ten red Leroy. It's max price. Not average. Max price is $47,235. Oh, my God. This Red Domaine Georges and Christophe Rimier, um is max price 45761 which is weird. So the max price of the domain is less than the Leroy, but the average price of the domain is higher than the Leroy. Number eight is a white Egon Muller Schartz of... Schartz, oh, God. Elon, <laughs> Egon, Egon Muller... Schartz Hofferger, Schartz Egon, Egon, Egon Schartz, um, Egon Müller, Schartz Hofberger, Riesling, Trocken Biernauslis, Mosel, Germany. <laughs> it's a it's a German it's a German white wine. Where would you say is the average? La- this is gonna take one. for fucking ever. It will. I'm just gonna read. I, I thought about this as a game. I, just, this is a bad game. All right, let's do this. I'm let's do this. Number eight, because I, I really, I do want to read these names because they're very fun to try and, and, and parse. So the Egon Mueller Schwarzhofberger Riesling, Trocken Biernausli, Mosel, Germany, is sixteen thousand five hundred ninety-one. Max price of forty-four thousand six hundred sixty-seven dollars. Um, the number seven is Domaine Le Flave Montchachet Montchachet Grand Cru Côte de Bion, France, seventeen thousand. 39, that's the average. 26,592 is the max. Um, number six is a red. That was a white. Number six is a red. Domaine Georges and Christophe Rignier, Musni Grand Cru, Cote de Nuits, France, is 21,033 as an average, 72,376 as a max price. So it's spiked quite a bit. Um, number five is a white. Lire, Domaine d'Avernay, Croix, Batard, Montchassette, Grand Cru, Cote de Mion, France. 25,566, um, 53,601 as a max price. 
Number four is a white. Lire Domaine d'Avernay, Batard Montchachet, Grand Cru, Côté de Mont France. I don't know what the difference between this one and the last one is because these are the exact same words. But whatever. No, this one doesn't have a Kreutz in front of it. It's just Batard Montchachet. So that's the difference. $26,815. $147,000 is a max price for the number four. Number three is a red domain de la Romanie, Conti, Romanie, Conti, Grand Cru, Cote de Nuits, France, $26,851, $240,947 is a max. That's the highest one so far. The number two and number one max prices don't get quite up to $240,000. But the number two average uh, white wine, Lira, Domaine d'Avenay, Chablis, Montrachet, Grand Cru, Cote de France is $29,062, $79,125 is a max price. And the number one, is a red wine, Domaine Leroy Musin Grand Cru, Cote de Nuit, France, is average 40,008 with a max price of $100,541. So these guys, are, so all of this, all of that fucking shit to say that they're drinking Domaine, they're drinking Leroy, Leroy, red Leroy wine from France, and that's what they're drinking for the peasants. Anyway, Jesus Christ, that was a lot. And all those accents, that, my God. That was a lot. You, you fucking did it, though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we get the chorus after they're drinking these wines. We get the chorus again, and then we get a bitchin' guitar solo, which I'll play right now. Great solo. Not complicated, not like the best solo in the world. There's many, many great guitar solos ahead of it, many, many, but it's a really nice solo. It's just like a, it just feels yeah. good. It feels good where it is. And then at the it's end jumpy. of it, it's like the like the the drums. It's jumpy, and then the drums are like do 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 do, and it's just like to go back into the chorus again. It's just fun. It's a fun solo. Anything to say to add to that? I, I, I yeah, I fucking. <laughs> I, I think the only thing that would top this was you know, kids just slapping those plastic drums, plastic guitars. Um, it's bouncy. Like this is, this is the very definition of a bouncy guitar solo. That's like the common word for this fucking album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. It is great. And it's a, a bit of a treat. Um, because, like, there's not been very many instrumental breaks, especially for a guitar and this album. Yeah, it's. Yeah, because there's been a few, but it's not been very like, like, it's not a it, it hasn't been so far a guitar solo album. It's quite frankly. Right. And I think um, a nice little guitar solo is is welcome. Most times. Yeah, some. And it's welcome and it's welcome here as well. Yeah, we've kinda we've got a little bit of a short road for the guitar solos ahead of us here too. A little short road for the guitar solos ahead of us, but that's okay. We got a really good one in here. And the I'll I'll play the I'll quickly play the ending because it's the chorus again, but the they kind of like they kind of like jam it home, you know, right at the end there. Big finish. Big band finish. So Imagine knowing me It's the greatest 
Big finish, big big band finish. It's very good. It's very good. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna read some comments really quick because we're, we've talked about the song. Really good, great, bouncy, different vibe. Kind of changed the changed the bop a little. Changed the bop a little bit. Did a little did a little dance. Made a little love. Got down tonight. It's a very good it's, song. Well, um, I, it's, it's hard for us to kind of go through all of these songs without showing our like showing our hand come the end of the season. You know, like when that's when, fair, but I feel like I, I here's the thing, though, is I feel like every song we've listened to so far, we've been like, this is a really good song. I really love this song. Like, I don't know that I, I feel like aside from fucking one song, I don't know that we've really shown our hands that much because we love all of these songs. And we've been very vocal about that going like so far. I hate them. Uh, fuck. I think there's one all specific song suck. so far that we've been very, very. Yeah, all these songs are. There's been one specific song so far that we've both been very extra complimentary yes. of. And all of the rest of them, we've been very, very kind to them. So I think that, I think that, and we were very honest about, about that one song, very up top. So yeah. it's not like it's unexpected. I think, I think, I think, and, and I'm going to stick to this, man. I think that, I think that our number, I still believe as we've gone through this, I think our number ones are still going to be the still exact same believe. song. And I think our, the rest of the list is up in the air. <laughs> um, I think the rest of the list for both of us is yeah. up in the air at this point. So we'll Probably. see how that goes. Um, right, but yeah, hit these comments. So, that's where, Posse uh, Yeah, you read some of these genius comments. I'll open up the Facebook or the. Let's Facebook, do YouTube. a pasta shovel. <laughs> pasta pasta shovel. shovel. An underrated song. I don't feel like a bop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm. A bop. Let's talk about this one. My son, dot, 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 dot. My son just turned me on to this band a couple of days ago. Dot, dot. We listened to it on the way to work. And I said, dot, dot. Who is this? Dot, dot. I mean, I caught the hook right off the bat. We both, we are both musicians and Beatle disciples. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, it's the best fucking album I've heard in years. And finally, I can say, I got a brand new favorite song. I've been able to say that for a long time. This whole album is a very fine crafted album and well produced. Not only did I have some kick ass sound calming out of the speakers, but I could smell Liverpool as well. Dot, dot, dot. Go figure. I could smell Liverpool as well. What the fuck? Like there are several genius comments left over talking about how Ryan just gets slandered in all the annotations. So that's the extent of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone, what songs were written for pretty odd? Brandon sweats nervously, looks at smudged handwriting on hand. There's a uh, behind the sea. Uh, when the gay met the n- noodle, a uh, pasta shovel, a uh, Western snowstorm. Uh, well, who is she? <laughs> oh man (laughs) this song makes me depressed and happy at the same time and no it's not because they're not together or like this anymore all right um mom what's the point (laughs) jesus fucking christ jesus fucking christ youtube mom what's the point of taking you to panic at the disco concerts me it's the greatest thing you'd ever imagine but you'll never know until you're there 
This is my favorite album because you can hear both Brendan and Ryan together. It warms my heart, but I wasn't old enough to see them live and I never knew Panic or anybody in it, so I never saw Ryan or John leave. I wish I was, sad emoji. All right, here we go. And I, I might need an explanation on, on this. Making Raiden mm-hmm. Wattpad covers while listening to Pretty Odd songs is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. The fuck is a Wattpad? Oh. Watto? So Wattpad, no, Wattpad is um, so like a website. No, Wattpad is like, a, it's a writing website. It's like a writing website. You know, if, well, it's a writing website. So it's, you can like go on there and write stories and share them with people. It's like fanfiction.net, except like quote professional. And um, a lot of people like where fanfiction.net was about like, like mostly fiction stuff like Wattpad was the home of like people who wrote like shipping smut and stuff like that. So a lot of, I bet you a lot of writing so shippers. This, this had, is where a lot of kingdom uh, hearts. Fan fiction. No kingdom hearts. Fan fiction is on fanfiction.net for the most part. Where the real people Wattpad are. is, is a, where the real people are. Wattpad is more like real ships, like real people ships and original stories. It's kind of like how only fans is not really for porn, you know, but it's for porn. Yeah. Wattpad is like not really for smut, but it's, I, it's I mean, smut. I learned a long time so. ago. If it's on the internet, it's for porn. Yeah. And if you're on, if you're on Wattpad and you don't agree with my assessment, don't at me. Uh, I don't give a shit. No, I don't give a but, shit. Uh, don't need your Fight feelings. Me. If you, if you really want our attention, get a modern day genius or YouTube panic, at the disco comment. And we'll read it later. The reason Brendan pretends his album doesn't exist because it brings up too many emotions. He's in a glass case of emotion. This this song makes me wish I was born earlier. The amount of pasta shovels and pasta shovels. <laughs> I love this. Paz de cheval, 12 IQ. Pass the shovel, 200 IQ. Pasta shovel, 90,000 IQ. That's a lot of IQ. The title literally um, means no horse and I couldn't relate more. Okay. Thanks. Not got it. Not a horse girl. Um. Anyway, I think that's enough. Of that. This is enough this nonsense is for one episode. I, I feel. Here's the thing about this episode. This episode is a long episode, but most of it was not about Panic at the Disco. No, it's about wine it was and sync. Sync and wine. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you, that's what you come for, right? That's what you hear, listen to this podcast for is wine news and in sync. And for us to absolutely not talk about Panic at the Disco. Right, exactly. So I need to figure out. A lot. Hmm. If we put, <laughs> um, if we put, because both of our names, if, if I go by, if I use Sam, which is what I go by. Both of our names are M and M. So if we add, well, if we add, yeah, yeah. Well, if we add at the end of NSYNC, it'd be NSYNC-em. 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 Put it at the beginning so, so it'd be NSYNC. NSYNC. Or we can use, we can like use Samuel. So that's an L. L and M. You either got Lum or you got Mole. NSYNC-em. It's it's French. <laughs> like all the wines we've been talking about. Anyway, God, can we end this? Yeah, we probably episode? should for the sanity of us and others.
Okay, love you. Bye.